Hello and welcome to MedBits. I'm Matthew Sajan. And I'm Javeen Patel. We are two undergraduate students with a passion for medicine. This podcast will focus on increasing our understanding of medicine together in a concise format. We'll be exploring a variety of topics, such as the latest news in medicine, medical conditions, interesting research papers, and the culture of the healthcare world. Check in with us every week to stay up to date and learn a little more in just a few minutes. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of MedBits. In this week's episode, we will be doing a literature review in which we look at a paper that examined the effects of space on the human body. So before we look at this paper, let's have some background on the, on the topic. So research on the effects of space on the human body have been very limited. And in recent years, we've sent more and more people into space and commercial space flight is a rapidly growing industry and the demand for research on the effects of the human body is increasing. It is likely in the next 10 years, as commercial spaceflight becomes more available, that there will be a demand for, for research in this area, and people will want to know how space can affect their bodies. So this question inspired a study that was known most popularly as the NASA Twin Study. So the NASA Twin Study was a study that was done between 2015 and 2016, and it was published in 2019. It was done between astronauts Mark and Scott Kelly, who are monozygotic twins, which means that they have nearly identical genomes. And they found this to be of particular use because they wanted to investigate how space can play a role on the omics using a multidimensional study with the two twins. So basically how the study was structured was that Mark Kelly was on the ground and Scott Kelly was aboard the ISS for the duration of the study. It went on over 25 months and it included both a pre-flight, in-flight, and post-flight time. Scott Kelly was on board the ISS for 340 consecutive days, and this was at at the time one of the longest consecutive times spent in space by a NASA astronaut. As far as how the study was conducted, they decided to collect different samples of stool, saliva, skin, urine, and blood, and they collected these from both Mark and Scott, and they were able to transport Scott's samples at negative 80 degrees Celsius back to Earth where they could do more research on it. There were 317 samples performed during the during the duration of the entire study, and there was 10 different research groups that all focused on different different areas of research, including proteomics, metabolomics, physiology, and more. So in this in this episode, we'll be going over each of these 10 areas, and I'll give you a brief summary of what they found from the study. So the first one that I wanted to talk about is telomeres. They found that telomere length increased in Scott while he was in flight, but it mostly returned to normal post-flight. As far as the immunology of Scott, he was able to tolerate three influenza vaccinations equally well, and he was administered one pre-flight, one in-flight, and one post-flight. So they found that he was able to tolerate a flu vaccine as a normal person would. Next, one group studied the genomics of Scott. So they found that Scott experienced changes in gene expression, but about 91.3% of changes went back to normal post-flight. They hypothesized that this is secondary to radiation exposure, and there is still a large number of inversions and translocations on the chromosomes of Scott, which can be concerning, and there will be more research done in this area in the future. They also also looked at Scott's cognition, and they found that it was largely stable and unchanged during in-flight time, but they found that there was a decrease in speed and accuracy after he returned back to Earth.
Next, they looked at the biochemical structure of Scott, and they found that his body mass decreased 7% in space, and his folate level, or vitamin B9, increased while in space too. This is both, these are both correlated with the different diets that astronauts have to have because they're not able to access all foods that we would normally have. And they also found that the folate levels that were increased were correlated with the telomere dynamics that I mentioned earlier. Next, they looked at the microbiome of Scott and his, and his gut, and they found that it was different while in space and there was a large number of different and diverse gut bacteria. But this did return again once this did return to baseline post-flight. Next, they looked at the epigenomics of Scott, and they found that there were epigenetic changes in flight in Scott's white blood cells where DNA methylation was altered, but this once again returned to baseline post-flight, and the degree of changes was not significantly greater than Mark's back on Earth. One interesting finding by the metabolomics team was that there was inflammation and thickening of the carotid artery for Scott while in flight. This obviously remained the case in post-flight examination as this was not something that was reversible and they're still trying to find out why this thickening occurred at such a high rate, which is not something that normally occurs in humans and we see it especially in elderly populations developing heart disease. Next, one group looked at the proteomics of Scott and they found that there was an elevation of a protein known as AQP2, which is a water reabsorption regulator in Scott. They found that there, that there was more water being reabsorbed into the body, so there was greater fluid in the body, and this fluid shifted to the upper body and caused pressure on things such as the eyes, and this is one factor that contributes to vision problems that we often hear about in astronauts. And lastly, one team looked at the integrative omics of all the other teams, and they put together one conclusion, and that was that there were strong indicators for inflammation of Scott in space. And they based this on three things, which were that cytokine levels were increased in plasma in days after Scott's return, cytokines were at high levels pre and during flight, but they decreased post-flight, and then there were eightfold changes in C-reactive protein, which is a protein that is an indicator for inflammation in the body. So what did we learn from all of this? We basically learned that the changes in Scott largely returned to baseline post-flight with a few exceptions. This demonstrates the ability of the human body to adapt to extreme environments, and it is definitely very interesting and helpful to have this information. There will likely be limited opportunities to do a twin study like this in the future in space, but there are still there's still research being done even on the samples that were brought back during 2015 and 2016. Many questions do still remain unanswered, but NASA has planned future one-year studies to further study the effects of space on the human body, and hopefully this information will become available as commercial spaceflight grows more and more popular. Well, that is all that I had for this episode of MedBits. If you are interested in looking at the paper, it's linked in the description below, and I highly recommend looking at it because it has a lot of inform interesting information. Thank you all for tuning in, and I will see you next time.